We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is first free throw of the night. Grimes during the season, 79% from the line. In his debut in the playoffs, Grimes rattles that one in. <laughs> He's only, that's only his fourth point. Remember Hart making his debut in the playoff, Robinson and Grimes. So Grimes has one more. Will it be Grimes' time? Yeah. Hits them both. Two clutch free throws from Quentin Grimes in his first playoff game. 4.3 remaining. Knicks up four. The key here. They just can't foul. Knicks should run to the locker room right now. Just go to the locker room. Mitchell throws it up, and that's it. The Knicks take game one. A thriller here in Cleveland as Jalen Brunson with clutch plays down the stretch. Julius Randle, the biggest rebound of the game. And the Knicks take a 1-0 lead in this best-of-seven series. Yeah, who knew Randle would return like that, folks? Missing five games. Who knew Brunson after missing three games? They were the catalyst tonight. boys and girls. This fucking team! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's only one game. It's oh only one game. What are we going to do with ourselves? I almost had five heart attacks. I um, I, I feel like I just went through an experience, John. That was that was a thing. A wasn't religious it? experience? I don't know. Like all of the above. Of I saw I Jesus. Mean. I I had all of the things happened. I oh my gosh, what a game! So many uh, things to talk about. There are so many things to talk about. First of all, I want to give a quick shout out to my entire building that was here <laughs> to bring their good karma. Some of them are still here um, with their with their kids who were running around probably destroying everything i don't i could i wouldn't know right um for for this game one watch party so shout out to all of them um i'm gonna try to take a step back because that was such an exciting finish and there were so many big time plays and if we i i i i want to choose my words carefully because there have been 76 years of Knicks basketball. And for, for as much as this team has been a shit show for a long time, a lot of those years have ended in playoffs. Long playoff runs. But this was as big a playoff debut for a Knicks player. And I'm talking about Josh Hart as I have, as we have seen in our lifetime. Um, you want to talk about a guy who ever since he showed himself to be a championship player in college and showed himself really from almost day one as an NBA player to be a winning player at this level with all of the teams that he has been on, but just never got the opportunity because he's never been in the right situation through no fault of his own. Talk about a guy waiting for the moment. And then making the best of it. I mean, we're going to talk about Julius Randle. We're going to talk about Jalen Brunson. We're going to talk about the Knicks defense. Although, I mean, so much of that was Josh Hart. But I can't remember the last time I've had a feeling about a player in a game as I do about Josh Hart right now. Unbelievable. So, 
<laughs> Speechless. I, I just, I'm so glad you started there with heart because you could have gone have to. To, to Brunson's heroics down the stretch. You could have pointed to, you, you said the defense. I really, it's more the offensive rebounding and just the rebounding in general that could be more of a focus. And I think when we take a step back and watch the film tomorrow and they'll look at the numbers a little deeper, we'll see we're, that's the advantage yeah, they had. We're going to get so to glad why you they started with Josh Hart because, <laughs> yeah. like, when you go down the list of everybody that either stepped up or had a bad game today, people had their moments. Like, Julius, yep. the shot making in the first half was much needed. While, especially while Brunson was a non factor in the first half, his fault or not with the three fouls. Brunson, his shooting in the second half was much needed. Mitch had a horrible first half, great second half. Hardenstein picked his spots, right? Josh Hart had the most complete game. And it's why, like, I was sitting there in the fourth quarter wondering, has he been our best player today? I don't think you could say that. He was our most complete player today, oh. which is why. I think, well, would you want to go as far as best? A Andrew, listen, I'll give you I the nod now. I think I found your three-star player and it's very easily there. So I, I, I were and talk about a guy who's going to get his flowers tonight and I've bit my tongue all year, but um, Tom Thibodeau, mm. be a star in your role. There is no such thing as being more of a star in your role than Josh Hart was tonight. Now, Different roles have different requirements. And what Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle were asked to do tonight um, was something altogether different. And like, I know Randle, and look, we're going to talk about Randle. He ended up finishing with, with more shots taken than points scored. I, I'm, I'm giving him all the pet. And this may, this may seem overly forgiving of me. I'm giving him all the passes in the world. What he came out there and did in the first half when they needed him, when they needed someone who was a settler. And I'm not talking about settling for like bad shots. I'm talking about settling things down with Brunson in foul trouble. Yep. He was there. And then Brunson was there to make shots when they needed it in the second half. But in a series that is going to be won in the crevices with the dirty work and with the things that probably are not going to show up in the box score, how... How can you have a better game than Josh Hart just had? And I don't think it's possible. And because of his, I mean, like, and oh, by the way, we're talking, sitting here talking about freaking shot making. I, I, that three. Biggest shot of the I, night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, and again, like, think about, and I, I'm going to say one more thing about Hart. I'll throw it back to you and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go big picture for a minute and then we'll zoom back in again. Um, the, the this is like I know it's game one, but the way this game went and the way it was going the whole way through, it felt important. It felt a little bit more important than a usual game one because the Knicks went on the road. They got their guy back. Um I didn't, and as the game went on and on and on and on, we got to about the seven minute mark, six minute mark, maybe. And I was like, I think this is a must win game. Mm. Maybe a little bit further than that. But at some point, I was like, yeah, this is a must win game when they had about a 10 or an eight point lead, whatever it was. And for, for Cleveland to come back and take the lead in that game mentally for a Nick team that has not been to this place together. You know, to say nothing of the fact that many of their individual players have not been to this place at all, one of which is Josh Hart. Mm. For them to go down and for Hart to take that, sh to, for, for Hart to take that shot, <laughs> let alone make that shot. Um, I, I don't want to go too crazy and say it's like one of the one of the biggest you know shots in, in Nick's history or anything like that. But like, man, I'm not talking about the last 20 years. It's it's a short list, and that's on it. But we remember moments like that that shift series, you know, we're oh, yeah. as yes. Knicks fans, like we obviously have to go back to the 90s for this. But we know we remember the different plays like the, the spree game against Toronto in game two in yep. 2000. I know that season didn't go a certain way that we wanted, but like there are individual moments depending on how the series plays out. To your point about the the must win part of this, because I was I was feeling a, a version of that in the fourth quarter. But there was also a feeling of like they got nothing out of quickly today. They got half a game from Brunson. 
Yeah. They got, I, I have no idea how to, what to make of RJ's game. We're going to, was a lot of bad, some okay. Like there, there was so much mixed in that the Knicks didn't play a great game, but they got contributions when they needed it. And such a complete game from Josh Hart that I actually wondered, like, did we underestimate? I think this is where we could transition, underestimate how much of a rebounding edge the Knicks have. Because so, look at that last minute of the game. You get oh, a big Hartenstein uh, offensive rebound, which leads to the Jalen Brunson two to put him up four. And then the last possession of the game, a Randall offensive rebound to get the 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 pass to, to Quentin Grimes. Like that was the story. The rebounding edge officially tilted the Knicks way, and the Cavs just had no answer for it. Yeah, I I this game was so much in the muck that I don't want to make too big of a deal over the fact that we have this edge and thus we will win this series. No, because no, there no. because there will there will be games in this series that are not played in the muck. Um probably pretty soon. Um let's move that aside for a second. I do want to go big picture before we go before we zoom back right, in. Right, right. Um so if you're like me, and I understand many of our viewers may not be like me, and uh, some may be like Mensa. Shout out to Mensa. Mensa, happy birthday, bro. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mensa Smith. Nixon five, Nixon 5 would have still been alive regardless of anything that happened. Yeah. But Nixon 5 is very much still alive. Uh, shout out to you for your confidence. I absolutely love it. Um, But if you're like me, and you went into this thinking one way or another, there's going to be a seven-game series. Maybe six most likely seven. Um, I think, I think here's where you are looking at it right now. Now we almost have a three game mini series where, and, and I, this is going to come off a certain way and I don't want it to come off this way, but it's going to come off this way. So it is what it is. Take one of the next three games, mm. take one of the next three games. And now you have allowed yourself to take one of the next three games and you're 2-2 two, two after four. Now, I understand the immediate response to that is, well, hold on a minute. You just got home court advantage. Now you want to give a home court advantage. And you're comfortable giving home court advantage right away, back right away. Knicks have been one of the best two or three road teams, four road teams, whatever, in the league all year. I think you have to be confident that the Knicks could go in and win a game five and, and or a game seven um, to say nothing of a game six. So like, for me, you you you've and and here's one other thing you've taken off the table. In NBA history, um, two hundred and let's see exact number two hundred eighty something teams have gone down 2-0, 20 or sixteen something. I, it's seven percent. Seven percent have won the series. So you have now taken going down 0-2 off the table. What See, you're, you're shaking? Also, just like the only pushback I've have, I'd have to your take one of the next three. Which look, this is the the advantage you've now created. That if you take one of the next three, you're still in a great spot. You have a road win. I just imagine if they did go up two zero and then lost the two home games. Is my point? Like the how is what matters. Yeah, I think no, the bigger yeah, takeaway sure. to what you're trying to say is this is a very clear indication the Knicks can win this series and they can win. In Cleveland, like this is one of the better oh, home teams that they yeah. just went in. We 100%. this is one of the points I tried to make this week that while also respecting how good a home team Cleveland was, I just I have no fear of a game seven in Cleveland. Can Knicks can win that game, and I just saw them win a dogfight in game one with Donovan Mitchell in nuclear mode. So and, I'm I'm at the point where I'm less uh, yes take one of the next three. Don't mind if you take two of the next no, three though. You know, minimum. I'm talking yes, about yes. bare minimum. minimum take one, but this is the advantage that you did by winning that's my this point. game. Yes, I that agree. is what happened when you won this game. You have created an advantage that, like, at the bare minimum, this is going to be as much of a series after four games as it was before game one. Right. So, I like that. I agree. Um, and then the last big picture thing, and you kind of alluded to this already. Um, I don't necessarily feel watching tonight that the Cavs left a whole lot on the table. Now, as I say that, I want to point out a couple numbers. Karis LeVert, 1 of 7 from the field, 0 of 3 from deep. Um, 
Donovan Mitchell took 16 threes. He made six of them. We're going to talk about the defense they played on Donovan Mitchell. I, I think that is an ac- I think that is a commensurate number with the defense that I witnessed tonight. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to I'm not going to poke holes on that. Isaac Okoro, huh? 23 minutes, 0 of 4 from deep, 1 of 6 from the field. What does that portend moving forward? Um, and then I guess the big one is Evan Mobley ended up 4 of 13. There were moments early on in this game where I'm like, oh, Evan Mobley's ready for this. Mm. And then turned out he maybe was not as ready for this. I wonder if he's going to get a little bit more and more and more ready as the series goes on. On the flip side, you want to talk about what New York left on the table? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> um, so much. Jalen Brunson look, played nine minutes in the first half. Brunson, nine minutes in the first yeah. half. Emmanuel quickly made uh, zero as many field goals in this game as you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, Julius Randle, again, we're going to praise Julius Randle tonight because, again, that first half, but 20 shots to get 19 points. I think we will get better from Julius Randle. Um, and then Jalen Brunson even, you know, he made one three tonight, mm-hmm. 24 shots to get 27 points. And then, you know, uh, Quinn Grimes, a guy who's had as many threes as anybody in the league over the last three weeks, one three pointer tonight. And then RJ Barrett, um, two of 12. I, I don't know. Do you want to go through some of these players now? Do you want to maybe we save it? I save it for the super chats. You tell me. So we can quickly do the quickly there. Um, we can quickly do just the the headline for each. Well, the point that you just made about how the Knicks didn't, the Cavs didn't get the Knicks best punch in this game, and they still no. no. Well, they, they got still, Josh Hart's best punch, right? But like punch. Josh Hart was his like consistent self, you know, like what he's been since February 11th. With the Knicks, on the other hand, on on, on no, hold on. The shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies uh-huh. was Josh Hart from February 11th to before today. Okay. Josh Hart drank booze. Oh, okay. I, I, I had super to make the connection. He's a super shredder. Super, super shredder, shredder baby. Okay. I dig it. I Shout dig out it. to my old heads. Um, I, yeah, uh, all of the numbers you read off for Cleveland of like guys that it's just the Knicks strategy worked really well. And look, the efficiency numbers you just read off for the Knicks with Julius, with with uh, like the Knicks shot making that didn't Knicks go shot on. 27% from three tonight, Andrew. Right. So and they only it's why 29. I'm like the Knicks left something on the table and won. And the Cavs, the Knicks gave them what they wanted to and it worked. So I'm not, I'm not, again, this might not work every game. I don't think a coral has been a great three point shooter the last three months. My point being the thing I did take yeah. away from the Cavs is their defense is as advertised. It just was very difficult to score points in that fourth quarter. And the Knicks still scored enough points to so beat the Cavaliers. I'm going to push back on that in a couple ways. I mean, and the last two things, and then we'll get to the personal injury report and we'll do a moment of the game. <clears throat> when the Knicks defended Cleveland, I felt watching tonight that the Knicks did not have to deviate very much at all mm-hmm. from the script that they wrote going into this game. The most um, uh, the moments that that raised the most questions for me mm-hmm. were there were two or three or four instances of Mitchell getting pull-ups where the drop coverage was a little bit too deep for my liking. There was an, yep. uh, a Hardenstein moment in the first half. There was a couple Randall. of Mitch moments. There was yeah. a Randall, a couple of Randall moments. Was that game plan? Was that like, hey, we're not going to show him the same thing every time. We're not going to trap him every time. We're going to, we are going to drop back occasionally. We're going to, we're going to keep him guessing. Maybe it was. And, and listen, um, it worked. Right, you'll live with six of sixteen from Donovan Mitchell from three any day of the week, and and twice on Sunday, um, and everything else. Like they're gonna let the guys shoot who they let shoot. There were a couple of moments where they left Garland. Didn't love that. They got to clean that up. The Osmond piece, and this is going to transition to talking about the Knicks offense versus the Cavs defense. The Osmond piece is fascinating to me because. Mm-hmm. Benji did his excellent thread. And if you haven't watched it yet, go watch Benji Ridholtz's uh, thread, five-part thread on the series because it's just as relevant now as it was before this game. And he highlighted Osman as like, Osman's a good shooter. The Knicks will leave him because they kind of have to. 
and they'll hope for the best. But like Osmond's a guy on offense that and and what did he play tonight? Um we obviously played a lot more than a coral, but the point is he was the guy they went with down the stretch of this game. And the most significant, if you're looking at the chess match between these two teams, the most significant thing that happened was Bickerstaff decided to go with Osman. He was two or three from deep three or four. Mm-hmm. Coral, so nine three, points three in 18 days. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Bickerstaff decided to go with Osman on Brunson and comfortable with that matchup. Osman on Brunson. Cause we were wondering, is it going to be Levert? Is it going to be a Coro? Is it going to be maybe a little D- Dean Wade? It ended up being Osman. And that was, I was like, you know, Osman's a big body. He can move his feet a little bit and it gave Brunson. I don't want to say it gave Brunson problems, but like that, that was an interesting chess. What, what were you going to say? Cause I, well, it, so it, 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 an interesting move. It's the move I noticed too. in that, I couldn't tell if Osmond and his length and his strength was giving Brunson problems or if he was just missing shots. That's why I'm interested to go back and rewatch. But that was my, I put it into the faculty chat during the fourth quarter. Like, so they're clearly going, I thought he played as good as he possibly could have, but JP was getting that first step every time, which is why I just thought he missed a couple of bunnies that he normally makes. And, you know, because Osmond was, seemed to have a pulse on the offensive end. They were going to go with him over Levert or Cora, which is why I was, I, I want to go back and rewatch. Is I this too. Was this a good defensive performance on Brunson? Did he make him work or was Brunson just missing shots? He normally so, makes, you know, but I guess my point is that you could look at this in one of two ways. You mm-hmm. could look at this as the, the Cavs are the first team to have to deviate from their script. Mm-hmm. Or you could look at it as their deviation maybe worked. And, and we'll, that'll I wanna, play out. I want to piggyback on that before we get to the to injury report because yeah. the script deviation for the Cavs was coverage-based. Like, they actually yeah. had to get away from something they went into the series trying to do went with, with Osmond down the stretch. Yeah. The next deviation was quickly doesn't have it. And what is a... Uh, this is where I'll... Different thing. Right, right. Different but I'm saying thing. it's rotation-based is my point. Jalen Brunson in foul trouble. So you have to go with those minutes earlier in the game quickly doesn't have it. So you don't bring him back in, <laughs> in the third quarter until one minute left. Like I'm, I'm this is where I'll, I'll echo what you're going to say throughout the post game. Tom Thibodeau, a, a near perfect game, like gave up a hit in the ninth inning. Fine. Pistol like, one hitter. Like I'm telling you, Every single thing he was doing tonight, the staggering of Randall and Jalen Brunson minutes, trusting Obi in that lineup in the third quarter because it was working, the way that he mix and matched the the blitzing and coming up to the break on on uh, Donovan Mitchell and then disguising when they were going to do drop, which like kept him guessing the whole time. Exactly. Like throughout this game, like a lot of the issues I had with the Knicks tonight were, Oh my gosh, you are awful in transition. And it's like, Oh guys, they're normally good or bad. The tip stuff. It's one thing, the possession at the end of the game, when you could have, he was trying to make a sub, he made it three possessions too late. But other than that, yeah, I'm like, this was a perfect game. And if he's going to stagger like this, that first quarter, when we saw Obi come in four minutes in for Julius, and Brunson had already sat with the three with the two fouls. It's like, oh, so your intention was to play Brunson for the entire first quarter, and then Julius is with the second unit. I love it. Every single thing he I did lo- tonight. I love it too. One one other thing, real quick. Darius Garland had a good game tonight. Not a great game, but a subtly good game. He had 17 points on seven to thirteen shooting. Um, it didn't get to line two or four from deep. I like the Knicks withstood. Pretty good game from the Cavs backcourt, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and the Cavs bet here on a lot of possessions was that, all right, you know, quickly rhymes with your shooting RJ Hart. We'll let you guys beat us <laughs> and didn't work out so well with Josh Hart. But with the other three, the bet paid off. Now, the question becomes, who do we have faith in moving forward? And. I mean, uh, you know, I look. I I think Grimes is going to make shots. I'll just say it. I thought it, I thought his defense was solid tonight. I I think his attempts were good. I thought he shot it when he should have shot it. Put the ball on the floor when he should have put the ball on the floor quickly. I've never seen him that nervous in a game. Um, it's one game. Yeah, it's one game, and it reminded Chris said this to to us in the chat. The it reminded us of last year when he was just apprehensive on everything. Yeah, it was, 
and look, we've we've made the point this week that the reason quickly has a longer leash than RJ is because of the defensive end. When RJ and quickly are both missing shots, I have confidence in quickly's defense. And yeah. tonight, Ricky Rubio left him in his tracks. So that's was, why you didn't see quickly a lot in the second. Yeah, half. I mean, it was, it was as bad a game. Yes. I think it was as bad a game as Emmanuel quickly is capable of playing. Do we think based on the body of evidence that we've seen from Emmanuel quickly this year that this is going to be the new norm? No, no I do not. Which then, last but not least, I mean, I, <laughs> you know what I feel like right now with RJ? And this is the last thing I'll say before we get to the personal injury report moment of the game. Or League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. When not the, there's no crying in baseball, but the next time Evelyn made an error. Oh, and <laughs> Tom Hanks like- was like, Got to work on you hitting the cutoff, man. <laughs> to work on that yeah. <laughs> moving forward. I, feel I like understood that. why Tibbs. I would have want again. It's three possessions. I don't want to highlight it. The it, the no, it, larger sample size was good. I did understand. It was one. I understand that Tibbs was, was like quickly's been bad. Grimes isn't hitting shots. I'll go yeah, with RJ yeah. right now because at least he can get downhill. And well, instead. In another game, when quickly has it going or Grimes has it going, I think we get a different. Scenario. But I'm like, I guess where I'm struggling with RJ is like, was the process good? Yeah, the process was good. Um, you know, the turnover at the end was was obviously not great. It was the only turnover he had all game. He had six assists. He made the right play so many times. Lots of there's a lot of good there. I thought the defense was was okay. Defense was okay. Two of twelve. Mm-hmm. Two twelve did, did hit the one three that let me hit my cash my over bet, and that was a big three. But it felt mm-hmm. big at the moment that three. Um, I just again, RJ, I'm gonna need you <laughs> to hit some shots. shots. Yes, yes. Can I just say one thing before I jump down? Yes. Well, I guess technically we're gonna go to another segment because I can cover the two final things really quickly, and yep. it's Julius and Obi. Because I personally was annoyed by how much see we didn't need Julius we got during the last week of the season. Oh my god! While also <sighs> unintentionally, but if I go deep into my subconscious, maybe intentionally minimizing what o- what Obi did. Obi was a, a plus twelve in fourteen minutes tonight. Was a perfect backup tonight, to Julius. In his he minutes, was good. he was really good and hit a big three as well. This is what happens when players play with confidence and getting into the game five minutes in being given a leash in a clear plan that like you're not just getting a quick hook. If you make a mistake, there were some defensive rotations. There were some box outs he missed and he was able to work through them throughout two very, very solid stints in this game. So props to Obi. Big corner three. I, I couldn't help but think about that first half when Julius was the only thing that was working on offense because quickly was having the game. He was having, because I'll just say everybody else with Josh Hart were having the game. They were having, they needed shot making. And this is why we said all week, they can't win this series without Julius. And now that they got Julius for the next six games, hopefully my confidence has returned in Nixon seven. And I feel really good about the Julius Randall. I saw tonight. I understand the second half was not the best. And there were some moments. There were a couple of moments. I get it. I feel good about the Julius Randle we saw tonight. Um, and I'm comfortable with him moving forward. Uh, okay. Personal injury report. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award regardless of the severity of your injury and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Um, so I guess we don't have a personal injury report, right? The only thing I got for the personal injury report, were you surprised 
really we really got the news yesterday that this was going to happen but like how well julius looked after the reports for the last two weeks that he's not playing in contact we saw him out of a walking boot but the assumption was they're gonna have a game or two without julius um i am a fan of the least forthcoming professional sports organization uh (laughs) on the face of the earth so, so when mm. we got several reports of like man no contact i gotta give a shout out to our ewing and monroe to your patrons we did our town hall on thursday night and i threw out there i wonder if they're pulling the okie doke and i think <laughs> if you were there you would have been like andrew they're pulling the okie doke they're not like julius randall's playing in this series He's i didn't know play game one. i didn't know but like how much that actually is the play that they're going to be hold up as much information as possible and then if he misses, it's a game time decision. And it's not, you know, the like they're not going to tell us three days ahead of time that, oh, he's probably not going to play game one. They're going to have the Cavs guessing until the game time decision. And lo and behold, he plays and was really good in that first half. You know, he was uh, he was excellent. They needed him. Um, all right. Uh, moment of the game. I think I think these are an easy three. Um, the same so, three. Well, the hard three. Hard three is. It's my number one, and it is it is one of them. Yes, I mean play the season so far. The Randall offensive rebound with uh, under I'm ten seconds ago. Glad you specified the Randall rebound over the the Grimes free throws, and then you can go one of two ways. You can go yes, Hartenstein rebound to uh, uh, JB. The, it wasn't really a rebound. It was like a it was like a slap, <laughs> but the tap out to keep the, the possession out, going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm curious. The I think we may have a different one on the, the last one. I have the J- Jalen Brunson step back three to make a 92-84 as my other potential mm. one for the third spot. What do you The have? other two put the Knicks up by four, 97-93, with a minute left, which then created the scenario that the Cavs The fadeaway. But it's why I, I think it's a full moment. The Hartenstein tap out, which then gave the Knicks 14 more seconds, and Brunson another chance against a defense that wasn't set, which led to the runner. I think those three moments, I know it's tough Man, to, here's the problem. That step back. We can point to all of these moments for the first 45 minutes of the game. When they went down two, the game reset. Or excuse me, when they went down one, the game no, reset. Yeah, I know. but And yeah. the biggest moments of the season, like you just said, happened in those final three minutes. So that's where I have to differentiate. Like there were some great moments throughout it. The touchdown pass that, Brunson through to Obi. Yeah, that was my, that was another one. Like there are plenty of moments that you could point to. I have to go with those three because those three minutes won them the game. You know. Yeah, that made it seventy six sixty five. That was when the Knicks got their first kind of nice cushion. Mm-hmm. I, I would push back and I would have the Brunson step back. But if you want to do the uh, off uh, Isaiah Hardenstein offensive rebound and then it led to the, the to the Jalen Brunson making a very tough shot. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll okay with that. If that three put them up like for good and then the Cavs like subbed people out, it's like, oh, okay, that's the exclamation point. Big shot in the it, moment though. In the moment, yes, but it was uh, followed by a 9 0 run to give the Cavs the lead, <laughs> which is right. my problem with fully. I, I think I, you should, it was on my list. I just then crossed everything out after the I think Cavs you should took do the lead. A, I think you should do a five minute tiebreaker. Put that, put it in the chat. Can we do that? Are we allowed to do that? What do you mean a five minute tiebreaker? Do it. Put it in the chat. Vote for either the step back or the iHeart offensive rebounds that the JB make uh, that in the with time under a couple minutes ago, and let them decide for that to be the third moment of the game. Candidate, I don't know. Yeah, okay, so I can just make four. I can make it four options. Oh, make it four options. Come on, make it four options. Okay. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun 
one you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app, and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it be the Knicks' first home playoff game against Cleveland, or maybe the Rangers' first home playoff game against the Devils, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category, like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams, like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right, and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game Time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you're like me and just don't have time for food shopping, let the groceries come to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool50 and use code FilmSchool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool50 and use code Film. School 50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, so we're going to introduce a new segment and it's only for this this specific show, although maybe for the next show it happens too. We're going to do a segment called Robert Cross was sending super chats before the game. So I've got like I'm going to I lost count at a certain point. We're just going to read these one at a time. Don't don't react to don't 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 just analyze. Reading them. Just read Robert them. Cross. You are the MVP so far, sir. So Robert, as we, we enter, Robert Cross. Again, all, ahead, all, all donations go to the Robert Cross Mental Health Fund. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Thank you, Robert Cross. Thank Start you for here. your service. This was sent at five twenty-seven Eastern, so half an hour before tip-off. It's your boy John in Julius. We trust. Hashtag fifty-three wins. This was sent at five forty-two, so eighteen minutes before tip-off. First time, long time, John. Which of Grimes' five threes will be your favorite? Good job jinxing him. <laughs> Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Hashtag fifty-three wins. He meant for the series. How many of Grimes' five threes in the series? I'm kidding. Quentin Grimes is going to have a good series. This one was sent at five fifty-one, ten minutes before. Oh boy. Intuition. Money. Mitch takes a star turn today. <laughs> Praise, let it be. Uh, we didn't really spend a lot of time on Mitch. Uh, he had a better second half for sure. It was minus fifteen for the game, and I don't minus think fifteen number... for the game, and then yeah. Hardenstein a plus seventeen. Plus yeah. or seven, yeah. I have seventeen. Whatever. I have seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Robert Cross said at seven thirty. So I think we're into the. Yeah, I think we're at halftime now. Great. First time, long time, John. The first half foul calls on Brunson were straight up bull. IQ needs to be decisive in his actions. Let's get this win. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, quick moment on the refereeing. Uh, mm. Very briefly. It wasn't good. It was a favor. I thought it was a favorable Cavs whistle. Um, I thought there were maybe one, maybe like I, I 
the foul on um, the Grimes foul on the Mitchell three pointer. That was the most egregious to me. Maybe there was mm-hmm. another one that I'm forgetting. It was a favorable Cavs whistle. It wasn't one that I'm going to be like, I don't know. It, it didn't pass that level where I'm going to rant and rave about it. It was a very physical game, which I, tough I'm to always, officiate. I'm, exactly. It's tough to officiate. I did think Breen made a good point on the call that like, at a certain point, you have to call something. You can't just be you like, do. well, I'm going to let them play. And then you started to see more calls being made. And this also leads to one point I wanted to make that I, I forgot to. All season, when the Knicks have missed free throws, we've been like, oh, come on. You got to make your free throws. 19 of 22 tonight, which isn't like perfect, but compared to the Cavs going 15 of 21, the Cavs left some out there, a really good free throw shooting team. We have to remember the ones they make. Quentin Grimes, the stones on oh my you, God. young man, hitting those two. Because I'm, I'm staring at the team. dance right now. So, oh, there you go. Yes, there. The John's doing the Sam Gasell for all the podcast listeners. Sorry. So, like, <laughs> I, this is where me not being the greatest at math sometimes comes into play. I'm like, come on, you got to hit these and then you got to get back. And then in my head, once I realized, oh, if they go before, they're going to win. All of the stakes changed after that. So shout out Quentin Grimes. That was your clutchest moment of your career, obviously, so far. Next up, Robert Cross, as we continue this segment. This is now 20 minutes later. And he officially made up for the two missed free throws in the Chicago game. Uh, it's your boy, John. Are you enjoying Brunson being the man here in the third? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Hashtag 53 wins. Uh, this is my opportunity to uh, take a, a minor victory lap. I, uh, there have been some segments of the fan base that have like pushed back against the way in which New York has generated a top three tied for third. Offenses this year, top uh, third best offense, tied for third best offense of all time in the NBA um, because it's oh, it's all one on one and this and that and the other thing. Welcome to the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's nice to meet you. Um, you need guys like this in the playoffs, and we have one of them now. Yeah, and my goodness, am I thankful that we do? Him going shot for shot with Mitchell in that fourth quarter. It was just like, oh, we lose this game in the past, which is another part of this. The theme of the season, we don't win this game without Jalen Brunson. Guess yeah, what? We Adrian, hit, hit, wait, hold on. Did he have six, he had six points at the half, right? Yes. He had 18 in the second half. No, he had 21 in the second half. Oh, he had 21. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like, again, we're talking. I, I, and rightly so. We're talking about this fucking thing and that fucking. Sorry to curse. All these different things. Jalen Brunson, 21 points in the second half. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, because it's Jalen Brunson, and that's what he does. We have this guy. He's yep. ours. We got one. Yeah, this is our guy, one. finally. <laughs> Inside to come here. Five Mark minutes. Mark Cuban's still bitching about it. Yes, he is. And blaming Rick Brunson. Oh, my God. People. Oh, man. Maybe should, who else could he blame for his nonsense? Oh, happy anniversary, by the way. It's the one-year anniversary of the game that Julius and Worldwide West sat courtside of game one <laughs> between the Mavericks and the Jazz, which then led to the Knicks getting one of the two guys they were scouting that Can night. I do a quick happy anniversary? Yes. Um, it was... I, What's today? Today is July. Oh, July. I'm thinking. I've been writing July on a lot of invitations lately, so that's why. Uh, April 15th. Um, two days ago. Mm-hmm. It was a 10 year anniversary when me and my wife got together. So oh. I want to take this quick opportunity to say happy, uh, not 10 year wedding anniversary, but 10 year. Um, I knew you were the person that I wanted to have sex with for the rest of my life. Oh, God, John. Anniversary. And now you Dolores. give her all the meaningful minutes that you can now. There you I wonder go. if my daughter's up. Oh, no, she's not. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> anyway, this is five minutes later from Robert Cross. It's your boy, John. How do we feel about RJ's defense today? If I'm not mistaken, he is only 22 years old. Progress isn't linear. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, you could save all of these comments for our off-season discussion about whether mm-hmm. or not it is incumbent upon the Knicks to continue to invest in their 22-year-old, perhaps burgeoning player. They're trying to win right now. Yeah. Robert, no off-season talk. What happened? Yeah. Like, I thought his defense was okay tonight. I thought I, I thought it was solid. It was up uh, and down. He had moments where, like, oh wow, you. He had, there's a moment in the first quarter where it's like, oh, you forced a turnover and you stood with yeah. Mitchell. Then there's a lot of, oh, you can't keep up with either of them on a screen and you're letting Levert go baseline. You know, 
But like to me, in, in the playoffs, there's three different levels of defense. There's the Josh Hart level of defense. There's the you can be on the floor and you will not get repeatedly targeted and you will hold your own level of defense, which is most players. And then there is, oh, we can't really play you, can we? Because it's just a, a bloodbath. RJ was in the middle. That's yeah. great. That's, that's good. I, do I, I'm sorry. Do I need to sing Hosanna's about that? I, I'm, I don't know. We will talk about the offseason and the offseason, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Speaking of Robert, Jesus about 15 Christ. minutes later, there's he, like six more. Yeah. He, oh, Jesus. First time, long time, John. I might suggest that the Josh Hart acquisition was the catalyst to take the Knicks from good to great. What say you? Hashtag 53 wins. Um, shout out again. I've shouted him out before on post games. DBN123 uh, is a newsletter subscriber. Mm. Gave me an impassioned comment uh, the day of the Hart acquisition saying, this reminds me of the Busher. Again, the Busher, top 75 player of all time. Top five Nick of all time, in my estimation. Mm. Um, led them to a championship. You know, first team all defense, the whole of the things, all 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 star, all, all of that stuff. The vibes, though, from this hard acquisition. I'm not sure what else. I mean, it, uh, the Busher's one, but hearts, hearts two. I, I like Josh Hart. I would love if. if- if he has the same effect as Dave DeBusher and the Knicks are winning a title with Josh Hart as they win a playoff series and he plays like this and he has Mm -hmm. this sort of impact. I mean, we're, we're getting into some territory here. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Uh, with another one, it's your boy, John. I want money Mitch to get his flowers for this game. I have a feeling this was probably sent like after the third quarter, which Mm -hmm. was just like very good quarter in this game. Thanks. I'll just relax a bit and listen. Hashtag 53 wins. Yes. Clearly you're relaxing. He did not relax a bit and listen. Next up. Um, more Robert Cross. Yes, I know. I just can't. It's your boy, John. Do you think Julius Randle is healthy? Hashtag bang. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, I can't tell if this is during Julius's funky second half or when he hit that, that what I thought was a huge three. I think it's the, the huge three. Uh, so there and you it go. was a, it was a big three yes. to make it. Hold on. I have, I only have four pages of notes from this game. <laughs> I'll let you look that up. I'm going to go to the next super chat Please. while you do that. Uh, Robert Cross, I could I could put my fist through a wall on that inexplicable non-call on heart. Yeah, that was bad. It changed the game, which... Oh, the push. Yeah, the push. Yeah. yeah the, the Randall 3 he's referencing, by the way, it was really big. And again, like, I, I, I respect your position, Andrew, about it was a new game the second the Cavs took the lead. But... I know you've watched as many playoff games as I have, and you know they follow a they follow a pattern. And the fact that the Knicks were able to maintain that eight to ten to twelve, whatever it was, point cushion until we got to that five minute mark to the point where when the Cavs made their push, they only went up by one and didn't go up by three or four or five or something. And so that's why, like, again, that Randall three got it back to 87-77. It got him back to a 10-point lead. And that was after some nice boot ball movement after a Brunson drive and kick. It was kick, kick, kick. Randall three, wide open. Good shot. Made the shot. Again, they only made six threes tonight. That was one of them. I, I agree. It's big. And the bigger part for me with that that stretch, which is why it's not necessarily not an important moment, it's like the bigger takeaway for me is like, oh, when Donovan Mitchell is in demigod mode we have one that's that can at least match him shot for shot you know which is to me like the bigger takeaway is that we when a guy can't be stopped on the other end we have another guy that can at least try to match him in these moments which that's what Jalen Brunson did in the fourth quarter and shout out real quick to Tom Piccolo because he just pointed out something very important RJ's four steals they had four steals and they all led to points so Mm. for as much as the defense may have been iffy Splash plays count more. If we're going to sit here and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to harp on the two for 12 as being like, it's two for 12 guys. At the same time, you got to harp on the four steals that lead to points. So I think actually like as much as we're sitting here talking about it after Hart, Brunson and Randall, I think you can make an argument that RJ was like the fourth 
It, it, I don't know, the, him or Hardenstein. Him or Hardenstein, I want to give Obi some flowers. I wouldn't... I mean, a nice game, but it, I, it's different because a lot of it was like playing off of other people, but I also think the offense looked its best in the late third. I think the reason that the Cavs went away from the Okoro and Levert experiments are because of their defensive stints against that stretch with Obi in the game. I just... That's fair. You're right. I think there's there's a clear one and two, or at least a clear one. And Randall's three. Randall's three, fine. Randall's three, and then I, I, Tib said it in the post game. One of his quotes I just saw pop up is like, "This is a team win," which like he always says oh, that, yeah. but never more so than right now. This is a team well, win. Your sixth man of the year candidate played fourteen minutes tonight. How many minutes tonight? No, no, he played played, played twenty three. I think so. Twenty three minutes tonight, and largely was a, a non factor. So let's get to the rest of Robert Cross's okay super chat. Uh, it's your more. boy John. What do you think of our superstar Brunt's him? Can you see? There you go. Him. Uh, that shirt may be coming soon, by the way. <laughs> I'll calm down for a few minutes now. Hashtag 53 wins. I think he did he's, not calm down. There's another one. I think he's awesome. It's your boy, John. Can you give me an update on Julius Randle's ankle, please? I'm asking for a nation. <laughs> Hashtag 53 wins. And then Robert one Cross more. Sick man in the head. First time, long time job. The Knicks are a better team than the Cavs. You are welcome. Knicks in five. Hashtag 53 wins. Um. <laughs> mm. I'll give Robert this. This is the last flowers. I'll give Robert flowers after and and Robert, we we joke around with you all the time. Your your contributions are seriously. Thank you. Mm. They mean a lot to all of us. And you you're obviously you're 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 you are the show here. I just happen to show up and talk at a microphone. Robert had two things that or three things that he um said before the over the last few days, like the Knicks are gonna win this series and they're the better team because. And the first was they're going to out physical the Cavs and they out physical the Cavs tonight. And the second was that, um, and, and this is what, what I just jogged my memory, the depth and their depth tonight. I understand quickly didn't have a great game. I understand RJ didn't have a great game, but like, I think you felt the Cavs kind of grasping for straws as you move past the Mitchell and Garland and Allen and Mobley. And those guys can only play so many minutes. And by the way, boy, did they play a lot of minutes tonight, which is again, something going to be worth monitoring in this series. Mitchell 44, Garland 43, Allen 43, Mobley 38. So obviously that's a bonus for them that there's two games off between uh, two days off between games one and two and two and three. We thought that was going to be a plus for Julius. Turns out it might be a plus for the Cavs. To an extent, but to piggyback on Robert's point, I guess, about the Knicks' depth, when Carter made that statement on the, the show we went on, that I think we have four of the best five players in the series, which is regardless crazy, of whether I agree with it or not. It's if that's what, but like, if you believe that, of course, you're going to pick the Cavs in five. But like, even if you say they have four of the best six or seven, I still think the Knicks have seven of the best 11 which then speaks to the depth. And this is what I think the rotations could look like for the rest of the series. We may end up getting to game four or five and the Cavs are like, all right, we have six guys, seven guys that we can play tonight. And the, the, the two reserves are here to play like 12 minutes each. And that's the Knicks. Knicks don't have that problem. And that's, yeah. that's a weapon. That's, that's a point to Robert. And look, the rebounding, 13 more rebounds, six more on the offensive glass and the two big ones down the stretch that gave them important possessions in order to, to win the game. Um, it's an advantage and it's the advantage that won them game one in this series. 